When I first learned about the indictment, uh, I had a long conversation with a friend of mine, Ryan Riley, and uh, I told him how proud I felt uh, to be an American at that moment. Uh, much in the way that I did uh, when I learned that uh, our military had killed Osama bin Laden, um, I just felt incredibly proud. Yeah, they're crazy, aren't they? Wow. That is it's certifiable, I believe. Welcome to Thursday. It's the Chris Plant Show. Mike Opelka in for my friend Chris Plant. That was CNN analyst Michael Fanone on Donald Trump's indictment. He felt proud. The way he felt proud when he learned our military had killed Osama bin Laden. They see Republicans and the former president as a terrorist who committed horrific acts against the American people. What was the, the horrific act? He disagreed with the results of the election. <laughs> Welcome to it. Welcome to the Chris Plant Show. As I said, my name is Mike Opelka. Thrilled to be here. Happy to be here. My goodness. There is a, a level of Trump derangement syndrome that has infiltrated the left, and it is beyond anyone's estimation just how crazy it is. I, I spent a lot of time yesterday going through the media trying to, uh, trying to look for sanity um, among the, the left side of the mainstream media. It is almost impossible to find. It is rarer than hen's teeth. It is like a tea, uh, tear in the salted sea. <laughs> Just can you imagine watching the indictment, the third indictment of a former president, especially on a case that great legal scholars are saying is tenuous at best, and then going on television as a CNN analyst to say, I felt proud much in the way that I did when I learned our military had killed Osama bin Laden. This is actually how these people feel. It is beyond Trump and de uh, derangement syndrome. Beyond, I, I feel like we should give them that phone number for people who are having uh, mental health crises. 988 is the number. Michael Fanone, 988, if you... If you need to get help, because it's now out there, it's, it's a, a number you should have, actually. Every household should have this, because I'm sure we all know a Democrat or two who has taken the pill that now puts them in a, a condition where th they view the indictment, and let's remember, you can indict a ham sandwich. They view the indictment of a former president uh, the same way they did as the killing of Osama bin Laden. And let's also remember, sidebar here, the current guy in charge at the beach, Joe Biden, he was the guy who told Barack Obama not to kill bin Laden. Remember that? He, he got him in the hallway outside the situation room said, no, I, I don't think we should do this. Anyway, wow, what a day. Welcome to um, Arraignment Thursday, as it were. I was uh, bouncing around, as I said, the cables yesterday, trying to check out what was happening in the world of cable news. 
And there was a lot. And then this morning I got up very early and my heart kind of went out for the members of the mainstream media whose assignment it is to stand outside the courtroom today in Washington, D.C. Now, we know nothing is happening until four o'clock or even maybe four thirty for Donald Trump to show up and be processed, as it were. Is he going to get fingerprinted and a mugshot taken? I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. He's likely going to go in the back door. They're going to take him in a side or back entrance of the courthouse, and it's already been uh, surrounded by protective fencing. But there were reporters who were stationed out there. There were people who had to spend the night standing out there. I did have a bit of schadenfreude, you know, that feeling you get, the good feeling, the warm, tingly feeling you get when uh, something bad happens to other people. I did get a little schadenfreude when I heard that all of the people who were lined up, all of the networks, see, all the networks sent people there to get in line to get one of the seats inside the courtroom where Donald Trump will face the judge this very biased judge who we now know has ties to Hunter Biden. Not kidding. You cannot make this up. This is really why this thing should be moved out of Washington, D.C. But there there are 11 seats inside the courtroom for media. 11, just 11, not even a dozen. You can't even get a jury's worth of seats for the mainstream media, for any media. And uh, they're not handed out as the media would like on basis of importance and audience reach. See, that's what they would want. They'd say, well, do you know who we are? No, that's not how this works. It's done in a lottery. So I guess everybody shows up and puts their business card in a hat and they draw out the 11 seats. So uh, I would have had as much chance of getting a seat I still have as much chance, I guess, because I think the lottery happens later today. Maybe I'll pop in after the show. So 11 seats in the courtroom. And then, of course, they have overflow rooms that will handle all the other people with uh, video. Closed circuit. We're not going to be able to see this on TV. That would have been fun, wouldn't it? And uh, Mr. Trump will face this judge who he has made some very strong statements about. Judge Tanya Chutkan. And uh, as I said, she has ties to Hunter Biden. Interesting. Very interesting. But there is continuing analysis of the indictment. Uh, There are also continuing rumors about the indictments coming from uh, Atlanta. And in that case, we, we are hearing some really wild stuff out of Atlanta. We're hearing all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, For example, a sheriff says, Donald Trump will get a mugshot in Georgia. They probably said it sounded like um, a boss hog from the Dukes of Hazard. Trump will get a mugshot in Georgia, and he won't get any special treatment. I, I cannot wait for that circus to unfold. What's happening here is the Democrats are out kicking their own coverage. Sorry to use the sports analogy on a football, on a uh, political talk show. But yeah, that's what's happening here. The Democrats are getting ready to outkick their coverage. And uh, we're we're going to see uh, more and more of this 
by the way, updates on the uh, naming of uh, Mr. Smith, the renaming of Jack Smith. Uh, yesterday, the suggestion was we call him Rasputin, and there were myriad responses to that from the vast and unpaid resource department among the listeners here. On social media, I received several messages. Uh, a couple of interesting nicknames were offered, and uh, some folks even found, uh, very cleverly, found pictures of Rasputin and put them side by side, images of Rasputin with Jack Smith. And it's a remarkable resemblance. Perhaps they should do one of those 23andMe things to see if there is some DNA connection there. I don't know. I, I've not been privy to his 23andMe data. We will get to that. But someone suggested, a complete stranger suggested that uh, Jack Smith, his new nickname could be Jackula, which is kind of interesting, too. I see what you did there. Jackula. Uh, so we'll look at that. There, there's more stuff there. Yesterday, Tucker Carlson dropped episode number 12 of his online show. It is a show, isn't it? It's got uh, titles. And I think he's probably getting paid for it. And yesterday, that show featured a 12-minute interview with Devin Archer. A one-on-one -on -one sit down with Devin Archer and some remarkable statements were made that I think strengthen the case that Donald Trump and the Republicans have been making that the DOJ needs to investigate the Biden crime family. There were some powerful statements made yesterday, and we'll share some of those with you today. It was a very difficult day on Wall Street yesterday, a, a, a sell-off that we saw coming after after our credit statements were uh, downgraded, our credit ratings were downgraded by Fitch's. And now what's happening, the, um, the credibility of Fitch is being called into question. Because, see, that's what happens. If you disagree with this administration, if you dare stand up and say, hey, uh, we think this is a problem here. And so we're going to do what we would normally do in this case, and that is to downgrade your credit rating because you guys aren't acting in a responsible manner. Now the, the action that is typically taken by the left is to denigrate and destroy your reputation. And that is exactly what happened yesterday with the Treasury Secretary. Of course we have the receipts. Of course we will play it for you. Can you imagine the aging Treasury Secretary, the lady who bowed three times to the Chinese, yeah, three times, bowed three times to the Chinese. That same lady, the lady who landed in China after flying, it was about 12 hours to get there, after flying halfway around the world to meet with her Chinese counterparts and then bow, that same lady went to a restaurant to eat mushroom soup made with hallucinogenic mushrooms. She intentionally went there. So was Janet Yellen all hopped up on, on the mushroom soup when she did the bowing and scraping to the Chinese? I, I don't know. But when you hear her comments about Fitch, about this respected credit rating agency, I, I think you're going to get the point here that uh, there's a problem. There's a problem with the Treasury Secretary.
not just the fact that her first <laughs> her first restaurant to rush to in China is the one that's making the the magic mushroom soup, and then she's bowing and 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 shaking hands like a crazy person. You've seen the video. It's not just me. So yeah, uh, the Treasury Secretary went after a credit rating agency that gave a, a, a slight downgrade to the American credit. Our full faith in credit has been diminished because of the actions of this administration, because of the actions related to all the spending that's been going on. So what do we do? We denigrate. We try and shrink their importance in the eyes of the world. Well, wait till Moody's responds. Wait till some of the other credit agencies step up. Yesterday was a tough day in the stock market, and today is projected to be another difficult day because, because we haven't. We haven't changed our ways. What else do we have today? Oh, my goodness. Do we have a cornucopia of uh, comedic clips? Uh, Gavin Newsom looks like he's going to be a presidential candidate. I, I've been talking about this for months now. Maybe, maybe even a year. Was it a year ago Gavin Newsom went to Washington, D.C. while Joe was out of the country? Went into the White House while President Biden was not in the White House? Well, that's a pretty good bet that would happen if you go there because like 40% of the time he's not there. Uh, measuring the drapes, as it were. I think Gavin Newsom's about to finally get the, uh, un- get the mantle that he will be the nominee. I'll explain why. Uh, As I said, we have some clips from Tucker. We have Adam Kinzinger crying. Uh, And there's news. I think my prediction yesterday, I made a prediction yesterday that Donald Trump will appear at the first GOP debate in just a couple of weeks on Fox. I I predicted that. I think it's going to happen. I think it would be a brilliant thing for Mr. Trump to do because the whole country will be watching and he can just unload. He can have his way, which is a good thing. So many places to go today. We'll also talk about what happened in D.C. yesterday. The U.S. Capitol Police responded to the report of a possible active shooter near or around the Senate building. There was a lockdown, 50 police cars surrounded, canines were everywhere, officers with long guns, uh, the staffers were told to Locked down, then they had to evacuate the building with their hands in the air, like they just don't care. And uh, nothing was found. Is it a distraction? Maybe. We'll find out. You're welcome to join us, 888-630-9625-888-630-9625. Jasmine's on the phone today. Be nice to her. It's Mike Opelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything wherever you listen. It is the Chris Plant Show. Mike Opelka in for my buddy Chris Plant. I will be here today and uh, tomorrow, God willing, and and then Chris will return. And I thank you for tolerating me and being here. We have a busy program today. Not just the updates on everything as it relates to the indictment of Mr. Trump. Indictment number three and uh, the arraignment today at four o'clock. Say a prayer for the poor dogs that have to stand outside and do stand-up reports outside a building when nothing's going to happen between now and 4 or 4.30. It's got to be the most thankless job in television. I know they're getting paid well, but there's no journalism there. Yes, uh, the former president expected to be here in about six hours, and I will be here too. Hopefully my deodorant is working. I know Mr. Trump wants to move the case out of D.C. I think it would be fair. We'll talk about the numbers that represent the jury pool. He can't get a fair trial there. Cannot. And then the judge's connections to Hunter Biden, which were revealed yesterday. Isn't it surprising that uh, the judge tied to Hunter and then suddenly Hunter's dad has the DOJ just all out, full tilt boogie attack on him. And this latest indictment from Jack Smith, who we're calling Rasputin or Jackula or uh, some of some of you have uh, different names too. Possibility. Uh, Rick in Arkansas is on the phone. Hello, Rick. Welcome to the Chris Plant Show. Good morning, Michael. How are you doing? I'm glad you're here, sir. I love your new governor. I think Sarah Huckabee Sanders is great. I hope you guys are appreciating appreciating her as well. Yes, we do love her. We do love her. That's Michael, good. I got a great nickname for Jack. Okay. Okay. I think I think we should nickname him Mikhail Baryshnikov because he dances around the truth. Wow, uh, Mikhail Baryshnikov. So everybody's going all these Eastern European uh, sort of dictatorial old Soviet names. Although Baryshnikov escaped to get out of the persecution of the Soviet Union, Baryshnikov because he dances around the truth. Nicely done, Rick. Nicely done. Well, we'll talk about this throughout the day today. So many calls are lining up. I'll try to get to many, but I have some dots to connect today. We have to connect the dots and explain what the media is not sharing with you. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. On the Chris Plant Show. Michael Pelka is my name. You can find me on social media. O P E L K A. It's not Michael Pelka, it's Mike Opelka. Just an old Czech name. I uh, mentioned very early in the program today that uh, our Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, had her drawers in a bunch over the downgrading of the U.S. credit rating by Fitch. 
we went from AAA to AA+. Doesn't sound like much, but, you know, in, in uh, the world of trillions of dollars, tens of trillions of dollars, uh, tiny fractions can be a whole bunch of money. Just in your own personal life, if, if you have debt and someone raises the interest rate a point or two, that's significant. Again, we're living in a time when 60 to 70% of Americans, depending on which study you read, are one paycheck away from bankruptcy, homeless, whatever. More than 50% of the country doesn't have enough hidden in the sock drawer, enough cash in the sock drawer to handle a $400 financial emergency. That's disturbing. That's Bidenomics right there. So uh, yesterday, it, it had the uh, meltdown, a little bit of a sell-off in the market as a bunch of people went running away from equities, from stocks, to places where uh, they can get at least a, a regular return on their money, maybe the bond market, maybe into just interest-bearing accounts in banks. We're starting to see some of that. And the sell-off already continuing this morning, uh, uh, still a drop in the markets. That may settle out. We may see a, a leveling, if you will. I know there are considerable, considerable numbers of companies reporting their quarterly earnings, and that often will change the direction of something like this. But when a huge credit agency downgrades the American credit rating, it has an effect. And you should either talk about fixing our economy, reducing our spending, shoring up our reputation in the world, no, this administration, typical to its form, goes on the attack. Here's what happened yesterday with Janet Yellen. Fitch's decision is puzzling in light of the economic strength we see in the United States. I strongly disagree with Fitch's decision, and I believe it is entirely unwarranted. Its flawed assessment is based on outdated data and fails to reflect improvements across a range of indicators, including those related to governance that we've seen over the past two and a half years. Despite the gridlock, we've seen both parties come together to pass legislation to resolve the debt limit as well as to make historic investments in our infrastructure and American competitiveness. Well, you know, the the uh, debt ceiling deal is part of the problem that Fitch sees. The amount of money we added to our debt just since the debt ceiling deal was, as you put it, resolved. That's part of the problem, madam. It's the spending. And the spending happens because both sides play along. But for the Treasury Secretary to get up there and, and not say to the, to the credit rating world, because, you know, the others are looking on. Moody's and the others are looking on. They have to be. Because Moody's is saying, well, what did Fitch see that we didn't see? Well, maybe we'll find out. But instead of saying, okay, you know what? Uh, we, we do have some problems. We are seeing, and, and there was a prediction yesterday by an economist, a very respected economist, if I can get the clip, I'll play for you, who said it appears that, oh, it was E.J. Antoni, E.J. Antoni from Heritage Foundation. You can read his stuff online. It's great. Said that he's been crunching the numbers for the last month, and he believes while the June 
CPI, the Consumer Price Index, what, what we look at when we look at inflation. While the uh, June CPI numbers were good, it looks like July is not good. And a matter of fact, could be bad. And I was at the grocery store yesterday. I can tell you E.J. Antoni knows what he is talking about. I went to the gas pump yesterday as well. E.J. Antoni knows what he's talking about. We have some fundamental problems in the economy's basic, basic parts of the economy. And this administration is not doing anything to fix it. The infrastructure will spending will help, but it will not fix the things. And Americans don't think of what the stock market is. They look at their their bill when they check out at the grocery store. And I do the shopping in our house because I do the cooking. And I know what we buy pretty much every week. And since this guy took office, since Beach Biden took office, that number has gone up a solid 20%. Even though eggs are down, a solid 20% all across the board. So don't get upset when someone puts a mirror up in front of you and tells you your, your economy has a problem. Don't call it puzzling and unwarranted. The truth hurts, but these people go on the attack instead, and I ain't buying it. I, for one, am not buying it. Uh, all right, let me grab a couple of calls here. I'm seeing uh, a lot of things happening here. Uh, a lot of people popping up here. Uh, Michael in uh, Charles County, Maryland, is joining the Chris Plant Show. Hello, Michael. Welcome to the program. What's up? Hey, Mr. Opelka. I think I heard you say that, the, uh, you know, Michael, uh, the, the CNN analyst, Fanon, is that his name? Yes, Michael was, Fanon. Well, Fanon, that's right, was, was deranged because he disagreed with who won the election. I think it probably has more to do with this hateful right-wing mob that attacked him, tased him a whole bunch of times, and gave him a couple of heart attacks because they didn't like cops that day. So you're saying that likening the indictment of Donald Trump to the killing of Osama bin Laden is, is fine and normal thinking? No, I think I just said that he's angry because a right-wing mob of incels, hateful incels, attacked him, induced a couple of heart attacks after tasing him a couple of times. And I, did they give him a concussion and all the rest? I think that's why he's angry. He's not angry because he disagrees with who won the election. I didn't say he was angry. I said he believes the indictment. And you're obviously disconnected from reality here and not hearing my statement, Michael. He believes, based on his statement, that the indictment of Donald Trump is on par with the killing of Osama bin Laden. He said he was as proud of his country, which right. preserves the democracy on that day, and now they're doing, taking additional steps. That's not what he said. You're, you're ad Michael, you're adding your own words to the interpretation of the man's words. You're not allowed to do that. If this were a court of law, you would not be allowed to say what you're saying. Now, what, what happened to the man? No, no, I'm not. I read his. All right. Uh, put him on hold. He's not he's not allowing a conversation. You're not allowed to change the words. You're allowed to interpret them afterwards, which is what I'm doing. But this guy likened it 
absolutely said it made him as proud. He was proud, as proud as he was, proud of the indictment of Donald John Trump as he was of the killing of Osama bin Laden. Now, you also made some pretty scurrilous claims calling this the people on January 6th uh, a gang of incels, which that's uh, involuntarily celibate people. Do you know this because you were close to all those people to know that they were not having sex, that they were celibate? Uh, The smears are just not conducive to a fair and open discussion. But you do you, Michael. That's fine. You can do you. Thank you for visiting us today. And I'm glad you're listening, actually. I'm glad you're listening because you're getting at least better, more rounded coverage of what's going on in the world than you are anywhere else. I don't condone any violence against any of the law enforcement who were there at the Capitol. But to roundly generalize those people and who they are, is, that's, not, that's not fair. That's not nice. I need to know what's going on. So um, I, I see one of our callers is um, going to the courthouse today. And I can't wait to hear what uh, uh, Carter has to say in the swamp. He's right there in the swamp in D.C. I assume you're in D.C., Carter. Welcome to the show. Hey, Mike, and I'd just like to say good morning, swamp. This is Carter Rocks, so you better listen up. How are you guys <laughs> doing out there? You're doing a great job hosting this show, too. Thank you, brother. So, um, uh, so I don't I know, Carter Rock, I'm, I, I'm sorry, I don't know you. Should I know you? You sound like... You have a, a, pers- a bigger-than-life personality and a presence. Well, a lot of people in this town know me. You just have to ask yourself whether you're part of the fake news or whether you're in this <laughs> for the final fight of the country. Very good. <laughs> I understand. So you're going to the courthouse today. Are you going to try and get into the courtroom? No, that's never going to happen because the fake news media has been staked out since last night, and they're actually paying people to wait in line. But what I would do is ask your listeners. Go ahead. But, Carter, um, it's a lottery now. They're not not saying, okay, we're getting one seat for MSNBC, one seat for CNN, one seat for Fox, etc. They're actually doing a lottery for the 11 seats in the courtroom. Yeah, and what I was going to say to people out there is if you know where this is, the theatrics of this is what people need to look at, and it's really the dump trucks they have parked out, the security that they have. This is one of the most secure locations in the world, right down the street from the Capitol. How come the Capitol wasn't secured that day like it is today for former President Trump? Well, that that uh, question has been addressed many times by Cash Patel, who was there when Donald Trump signed the order authorizing Nancy Pelosi and uh, the uh, the head of the Capitol Police to call up the National Guard. I think they authorized at least 10,000 troops that could have been there. It was done days before what happened on January 6th, and they did not do that. Uh, Pelosi chose not to do that. I was there that day as well the 5th and the 6th, and I can tell you what happened that day that a lot of people don't seem to realize is leaving the security measures they had in place that day at the Capitol was the equivalent to leaving up a bike rack with 50,000 tourists about to jump over it. (laughs) But I'll tell you what, I'd invite your listeners to find out what's really going on. I'm launching exclusively on X at Carter Rocks 1 is my handle. Get the real updates and fight the fake news. 
Um, well, I'm glad you got your plug in, Carter. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. I will check it out and see what you're up to. Uh, I I, I hope started, so let's do this thing together. Well, I I hope you're doing it within the bounds of the law. Let's let's not be like the left and weaponize the system to operate what I see as illegally against good and uh, good and loyal citizens of this country. Uh, thank you, Carter Rock. I appreciate you. <laughs> I got a feeling that the, there's more to this character than I know. Uh, one more call in here. Uh, Mike is in Gainesville, Virginia. Uh, Mike, uh, you want to talk about the change of venue? Hey, good morning, Michael. How are you? I'm good, sir. Yes, uh, you know, the District of Columbia is a problem when it comes to uh, meeting out fair trials and justice. Uh, if you're a citizen of Florida, you should either be able to get a change of venue to your home state for this kind of case, or you should be able to import your jury of fellow citizens from your state. One of those two things should be your option when you're being charged in the District of Columbia. The citizens of the District of Columbia, residents there, are not our peers because they're not citizens of states generally. Well, the the, um, the question is being asked, and, and Mr. Trump has put forward a uh, proposal. I'm sure it'll probably get brought up in the courtroom today that they move the trial to West Virginia, which he calls kind of a neutral territory, although Mr. Trump won West Virginia handily. <laughs> he won it by a huge margin. So uh, the judge is not going to go for that, especially the judge being an Obama-appointed judge. Uh, and someone who appears to have some pretty strong opinions that she's bringing to the bench with her. But I think it would be fair. Um, Alan Dershowitz talked about it uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact. So I, I would love to see this court move, this case moved out of this D.C. court into some other court where there is a, a reasonable expectation of neutrality among the jurors. Ninety percent of the people are not Trump voters. And uh, probably have some Trump derangement syndrome uh, deeply embedded into their psyche. But uh, it, it's an interesting dilemma. We'll know about it at at uh, at four four thirty today. And there may even be time for Mr. Trump to address the press. There's still a rumor about that. It didn't happen in New York. It didn't happen in Miami. It could happen today. Uh, thank you for your call, Mike. Appreciate you being there. I have so much more to get to, including some some clips from the discussion with Hunter. Uh, I'm sorry, with Tucker and Hunter's business partner, Devin Archer. Uh, Twelve minutes that totally rocked the internet yesterday. It's Mike Opelka in for Chris Plant on the Chris Plant Show. There's only one. Chris Plant, The Chris Plant Show. It is The Chris Plant Show. My name is Mike Opelka, sitting in for my buddy Chris Plant. And uh, wrapping up the first hour here, it flew by. There's so much going on today. But I also want to make sure that we don't live by politics alone. There is so much news out there that needs to be heard, and some of it really good news. And I like to share some of that because it's easy to get wrapped up in the swirl 
of the anger of the politics. Even though we're right and have been right all along, um, we still have to make sure we're aware of what's going on out there. So there's a couple of stories I want to share with you. One of them has a political leaning to it. You remember the guy Mark Houck? Does that name ring a bell? He is a father of seven kids, a pro-life dad of seven children, lives in Pennsylvania, and uh, he was uh, targeted by the FBI and uh, raided by the FBI and then had to go to court and, and face charges because outside of a, uh, uh, an abortion clinic, he and his son were standing quietly, pri- you know, politely protesting, and a guy came up and started getting in his son's face, his 10-year-old son's face, and Hauk did what any dad would do and get between them and push the guy away. Well, this guy called the cops, and Hauk was arrested. And I said, he, they went to his house. They went to his house. He was charged with assaulting a clinic escort outside the uh, Philly-based Planned Parenthood office in almost two years ago now. Um, he won his case. And after the FBI had 15 agents with guns storming his home, he won his case. He is now going to run for the House of Representatives. He is going to run for a House seat. Uh, A relatively young guy, when you look at what's going on in uh, Pennsylvania's first congressional district, currently held by a Republican. But I, I think this is good. I think when you get... Uh, brave soldiers like this to stand up and and get into Congress, I think that's a good thing. Uh, We'll keep an eye on this. It's going to take a while, obviously, 460 days until we we hear what happened there. But bravo to you, Mark Houck, for standing up. And then the other good news story that we'll we'll say a lot of prayers for and hope for, uh, there's a new pill, a new cancer pill that is in trial right now. And the phrasing from the study says it annihilates all solid tumors. I want you to hear that again. Quote, annihilates all solid tumors. It's astounding. And it leaves healthy cells unharmed. If we see this in our lifetime, if we can see a real breakthrough in cancer, it would just be the greatest thing ever. Just a couple of positive stories. Mike Opelka in for Chris Plant. Back to the politics just around the corner on the Chris Plant Show. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.